0: The following is a broadcast of Traveling on Radio, recorded Saturday, July 14th, 2007. Listen to Traveling on Radio live every Saturday at 1 p.m. on 630 WMAL. The following program is paid for by its sponsors, who are solely responsible for its content. The views expressed on this program are not the views of 630 WMAL. 630 WMAL
1: On Demand is brought to you by Cabinet Discounters.
2: Cabinet Discounters has the kitchen that you're dreaming of.
1: Visit CabinetDiscounters.com or call us at 1-800-THE-DREAM. That's
3: 1-800-THE-DREAM. Cabinet
2: Discounters. Cabinet Discounters.
4: Good afternoon. This is the Traveling on Radio Show. I'm Rick Fowler. Tanya and Ian Fitzpatrick are the experts, and we are talking travel. We've got some great tips for you today. We're going to be talking with folks from the State Department. We're going to talk to people from the U.S. Customs and Border Patrol deals of the week, a beached cruise ship. We've got it all for you here today.
5: That's right. we got a lot of stuff.
4: Ian, good afternoon. It's good, good to be with you. Good afternoon. Always good to see you, Rick. Tanya, so, good to be with you.
1: Thank you. I thought you were going to forget about me for a I second. I wouldn't
4: think of that. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I gave you top billing today, though. Oh, I noticed that. did you? How I did about that? did see that. That's right. <laughs> no, great show. A very, very helpful show for travelers. And you can call us at 202-432-WMAL, 202-432-9625. And, and special guests today will be very, very helpful for our listeners.
5: Absolutely. And just as Rick mentioned, this week on Traveling On, we have representatives from the Department of State to talk passports and and valuable resources to help you when traveling abroad and from U.S. Customs and Border Protection about things you need to know when you go abroad and things you need to know when you want to come back home and we'll also have our regular standbys news and views and our deals of the week this week we've got two great destinations Aruba and Scotland uh, top our destination deals this week for Aruba. Spend six romantic nights at the Marriott Resort and Stellaris Casino, a great resort for couples and families. This is one that Tanya and I did last September, and we had a great time. And in Aruba. and, and
1: note that was my birthday trip <laughs> last year. So <laughs> and this you September, highly
5: recommend it. Absolutely, I
1: very highly recommend it.
5: And this package is one thousand nine dollars per person, land only, based on double occupancy. And as I said, Scotland, next week is the British Open. And we've got a great package where one can have the golf experience of a lifetime. St. Andrews, Scotland, where Tiger won the 2005 British Open, can spend a week here where legends are made. Play St. Andrews, uh, Carnisti, a home of this year's Open, and stay at your pick of hotels, St. Andrews Bay Resort, the Old Course Hotel, Rusacks, Russell, and Hazelbank Hotels, and the Nathan Guest House, starting at $1,999 per person, land-only, double occupancy. You can go to travelingon.com and look under the Travel and Deals tab for these exciting packages through Bronze World Travel, or call us at 202-552-7370 to book these packages today.
4: That's a great deal, 19.99 per person for the whole trip, isn't yeah. it? I thought the greens fees were like five or six hundred <laughs> bucks a pop yeah. over there.
1: And those are all very lovely properties.
4: Absolutely,
5: and St. Andrews, one of the most historic places to be found. Uh, uh, so, just a great great set of packages this week. I'd love to go to St. Andrews. Dear. And those aren't
4: the only packages you have either. <laughs> I mean, those true. are just two that you highlight. I mean, you've got a whole series of bargains, a series of opportunities for people who haven't made the summer plans and still want right. to, you know, get in but on a nice always trip. always
5: time whenever you want to go. We've got a package ready for you.
4: Well, we do tackle news and views, and uh, not a great week if you were on the Celebrity Millennium, eh?
1: No, you know, in fact, uh, things didn't really go according to plan last week on the ship, which was cruising in the Mediterranean. It's a 12-day sailing, and it was interrupted and then ultimately canceled uh, after the Millennium hit submerged rocks that damaged its propellers. The uh, divers originally thought that they could quickly replace the propellers, but one of the blades wouldn't budge. They had a little, they had a little stubborn one, uh, so after three days, a sailing was canceled completely, and the next sailing has also been uh, canceled. And as of today, the ship is actually out of commission until July 24th. Um, Luckily, you know, the remedies were were decent. Passengers were issued a full refund for the entire cruise, including the time that they cruised before the incident. It made it from France to Italy. Um, Plus credit on a future cruise was was administered and a choice of a free flight from Rome or um, the use of the ship for the remainder of the week as a floating hotel and then transportation to Venice where they could catch original flights back.
4: That floating hotel idea must have been slightly (laughs) uh, odd if these guys are Banging on the propellers in the <laughs> yeah, early in the a morning, yeah, disconcerting.
1: But you know, I, I read a blog uh, related to this incident, and many of the passengers are really unhappy. They complain that they felt we uh, were hostages on the ship um, because the ship constantly communicated with the passengers, and and there were several false um, alarms as far as um, when the ship may leave port. And so individuals didn't even really want to travel into Rome for fear that they'd miss the the sailing. Uh, but I wanted to share this news because if anyone in our radio family is booked on this ship um, please check with the, the cruise line we're not sure how long it's going to be out of commission and this ship does travel to Alaska it does sail from Alaska in the fall and starting in September and, uh, and then Australia the, you know the down under um, later on in the year so it's very important to just uh, check with Celebrity um, on the uh, updates
4: This is the Travelin' On Radio Show on 630 WMAL. You can call us right now, 202-432-WMAL, 202-432-9625. Any question you may have about travel, we'll take it on for you. Toll free, it's 888-630-WMAL, pound 630 on your AT&T cell phone. The call is free. And uh, Ian, I recently read a book on rail travel and some of the... Great trains of the 30s, 40s, and 50s, the old 20th Century Limited and the Broadway Limited. And and that was the social way to get from New York to Chicago was to take either the, the 20th Century or the Broadway Limited, the celebrities, the business people, the service, the meals. And that's gone from the rails today. Uh, Amtrak is more like riding McDonald's these days. Yes, it is,
5: <laughs> but uh, they're really trying to change that thanks to a new partnership Amtrak announced this week with Grand Luke's, where they're looking to bring back the stately mahogany interiors, five-course meals, uh, baby grand piano bars, and personal butler service on several routes starting this fall in partnership with Grand Luke's Rail Journeys. Uh, this service, which will uh, range in price from 789 to 2400 $199 will provide two and three day trips on scheduled Amtrak services. So for Amtrak uh, and the uh, Grand Lukes, this is really an opportunity to bring that golden age of railroading back to the passenger. And what Grand Lux is going to do is uh, split its car into three segments, uh, a, a dining and a lounge car and a special passenger car for about 47 passengers. And this service is going to operate independently of the Amtrak portion of the train. So the folks who, who pay the price are going to have a pretty exclusive experience on the Grand Lux portion of their uh, rail car.
3: Hmm.
4: Now, I've heard about these types of trains out west. Uh, Are they going to have service out of D.C.? Well,
5: fortunately, Amtrak is uh, going to provide the service on the Chicago-Washington route as Mm -hmm. well as the Washington-Miami route. So there will be great opportunities to experience that rail travel. But it starts in the fall and only runs through January 2008. So I would suggest if if you're interested, book early uh, because it's probably going to fill up pretty quickly.
1: I I happen to love train travel, hon.
5: <laughs> hint, hint again. Here <laughs> it oh, here yeah. comes when's that birthday? <laughs>
1: September second. Everybody Uh-oh. in D.C. will know this day. Well, I uh-huh. celebrated the entire month. So uh,
4: we know what the tickets will be coming on September second, right?
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, we,
4: we ought to check out that maiden voyage on the train. That'd be great. I yeah.
1: think so. I, I think they need a, uh, a travel correspondent to uh, you, go. you know, a fam trip there.
4: There you go. Absolutely. <laughs> no, that's nice. That's really nice, especially that you can experience it out of Washington. That's, yeah, that's cool. That trip to Chicago is beautiful. You go, Mm -hmm. you know, through Harper's Ferry in West Mm -hmm. Virginia and the Mm -hmm. mountains and the fall. It'll be a really nice trip.
1: Absolutely.
4: Well, we've heard so much about the passport situation and the backlogs and uh, people having delays and things like that. And. As you typically do on the show, you go right to the source, you right. get right to the top of the news and travel, and you are on it today.
1: Absolutely. And, and uh, I'm very, very pleased to uh, welcome uh, our guests from both the State Department and Customs just to talk about not only passports, but general travel. And, uh, you know, the passport uh, backlog has been one of the top newsmakers on our radio show, and we've been following the developments over the last few weeks. And uh, we're pleased that uh, both Michelle Bond from the State Department, Department and Kelly Clint from CBP Customs and Border Protection uh, have taken time out of their weekend to assist our radio family with tips and available resources. It's kind of like getting a, you know a, a, um, a complete travel package today. For, uh, for our listening audience. Uh, so I'd first like to introduce Michelle Bond from the U.S. State Department's Public Outreach Office. Michelle, welcome to Traveling On. Thank you. I'm delighted to be here. Oh, we're happy to have you here on this lovely Saturday. <laughs> so tell us, what is the current status on the uh, the passport processing uh, issues? Well, um, the the. As you described it, there's been a,
0: a backlog that built up in uh, the work in process, the applications that people have sent in, but they haven't gotten their passports back. We are working literally around the clock, around the country, and uh, to some extent around the world. And in uh, fact,
1: you 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 worked this morning, didn't you? I was
0: I was down there this morning. the the uh, The department's been running a task force uh, since February. Uh, we've had it going of people like me who don't normally work on passports, but uh, because I'm a foreign service officer, when I'm serving overseas, I issue passports to Americans who apply there. Mm-hmm. So I know how to do it. And so uh, they've had uh, teams of folks uh, working uh, after work and on weekends. So uh, this week I put in about uh, 20 hours of apart from my regular job of just uh, being oh down goodness. there helping to, to process the uh, the passports. It's important to us to get those passports out as fast as we can. We don't want people to miss their trips or have to reschedule or have to lie awake at night wondering if the passport's going to arrive in time. Mm-hmm. And we know that that has happened in some cases. Uh, we, we haven't been able to keep up with the demand, which just uh, grew exponentially this spring. Uh, at the moment, we have... Uh, close to 300 people who are being marshaled to work uh, as as full-time passport adjudicators mm-hmm. in order to to eliminate that backlog of work and get us back to where we want to be, which is a predictable, timely. Good service to travelers,
1: and these are these are these individuals um, have been uh, detailed to Louisiana, New Hampshire, and, and this area. Those are your major passport center hubs, right? Well, we have uh, 17 passport
0: uh, agencies around the country, but uh, we because we had uh, good space in New Orleans and up in uh, New Hampshire, and also in our Washington office. That's where we're concentrating these teams that we're sending out of I people see. that have, uh, in some cases, have been given. Uh, special training so that they'll know exactly what to do and what to look for when they're adjudicating a passport application. I, it goes without saying, but I'll say it anyway. You've got to make sure that when you issue that passport, it's to someone who really is an American and who really is the the person that that he claims Indeed. to be. Indeed.
5: Now, Michelle, we we did some talking beforehand, and and one of the interesting things that you brought up, and I think our our audience would be interested to know, is just. How the passport numbers are changing amongst our population. I understand right now about a quarter of Americans have a passport, but that number is expected to grow tremendously, isn't it?
0: Yes, it's it's really uh, quite remarkable to see how the demand for passports is changing. Uh, last year, 2006, we issued 12 million passports. That was we, that was a record-breaking number. This year, it'll be about 17 million, and uh, we anticipate that that. Uh, two years, maybe three years from now, we'll be issuing 30 million passports a year. And these passports are good for 10 years, so it's, it's not that it's the same people coming back for a passport. Uh, it, it, we're, we're moving very quickly to a stage when uh, easily 50% of Americans will, will carry a passport.
5: That's an amazing number if you think about it's it. It's a
0: real change, and, and I, I hope that it also will mean that more and more Americans will, will travel overseas and will experience it, the the adventure of seeing other places. We have embassies and consulates in every country in the world and staff standing by to assist Americans who, who need our help if they run into problems while they're visiting another country.
1: Mm, okay. Now, just so people are, are clear, Michelle, what... Um, not every island in the Caribbean actually requires a passport. In in other words, our U.S. territories uh, do not require a passport, like Puerto Rico. And just right. uh, uh, just elaborate on that a little bit more because that's a confusing point for for many of my clients. I found. Uh-huh. Well, it is something that that throws people sometimes. But
0: yes. To, to be clear, if, if you're going to a place that belongs to the United States, like Puerto Rico or uh, the U.S. Virgin Islands, then you haven't left America and you don't need a passport to go there. Uh, we even occasionally get uh, passport applications from people who are going to Alaska. Mm-hmm. So um, the, the airline is, is your best source of information on that, okay. Whether you need a passport.
4: This is the Traveling On Radio Show on 630 WMAL. And coming up, we will have more information direct from the State Department, as well as being joined by a special guest from U.S. Customs and Border Protection. And we'll find out what we need to know going in and out of the country and, and all very helpful tips as you plan your vacations and out-of-the-country travel. All coming up on the Traveling On Radio Show on 630 WMAL. If you want to reach Ian and Tanya during the week, they are at Bronze World Travel. The number there is 202-552. 7370 202 552 7370. Traveling on radio show on 630 WMAL.
5: Traveling on radio, sponsored by Bronze World Travel, continues now on 630 WMAL.
4: Music makes me want to buy a ticket right away. How about that? Wherever you want to go. (laughs) 125, traveling on radio show, 630 WMAL. You have a question? 202-432-WMAL, 202-432-9625. Toll-free number is 888-630-WMAL. And you can hit pound 630 if you're out traveling around on your AT&T cell phone today. And Michelle Bond is here from the State Department. We're talking about the passport situation. What is an approximate turnaround time right now if somebody is planning a trip what do you say is a good safe amount of time to allow
0: if you're if you're planning a trip you should uh, get your application into us at least eight weeks before you plan to travel Uh, we are working hard to get back to what has been our traditional turnaround time of six weeks ten weeks would be better if you know you're going to travel go ahead and apply now if you have a family member who lives overseas. If your brother and his wife live overseas, or your parents live overseas, you should have a passport. If there's ever an emergency and you want to be there, you're not going to want to be applying for your passport then. So it's not only uh, that you know planning a vacation that would be a reason for getting a passport. You can find a lot of information, by the way, on our uh, our website, which is travel.state.gov. Okay. It explains exactly
1: how to get a passport, and we actually have that website linked. Um, the The page itself is linked to our website at traveln oncom oh, so, That's great. So, yeah, we um, like to provide our our travelers with lots of information. Um, we also would like to uh, to take this time and um, introduce our our other guest, uh, Kelly Clunt from the Public Affairs Office at U.S. Customs and Border Protection, which is a component. Uh, Excuse me, a bureau. I'm going back to my DHS days. A bureau of the Department of Homeland Security. Kelly, welcome to Traveling On.
3: Hello, thank you.
1: <laughs> so tell tell us uh, tell our listeners what exactly does uh, Customs and Border Protection, i.e. CBP, do?
3: Well, we are the agency within the Department of Homeland Security charged with uh, securing our borders at and in between ports of entry as well as facilitating legitimate trade and travel. Um, Now, in layman's terms, what that means um, is essentially keeping bad guys out um, and enforcing a lot of laws from customs to immigration to agriculture. Thugs, bugs, and drugs. um, (laughs) (laughs) Love it.
1: Now, we, we've seen obviously a lot of the challenges that uh, passport applicants have faced with the, um, uh, you know, in light of the first phase of the uh, Western Hemisphere Travel Initiative. Mm-hmm. What what is the uh, status of the proposed changes for land and sea travelers?
3: Sure. Uh, last month, uh, late in June, uh, the Department of Homeland Security um, essentially published the proposals for. Um, how they plan to implement the new travel document requirements in the land and sea environment. Um, In short, the the what has been proposed are several documents, including a passport as well as a passport card, um, and also three different trusted traveler programs that CBP has been operating on both the northern and southern border for quite some time. Um, The when of the proposal, um, what has been proposed is starting January 31st, individuals would no longer be able to make verbal declarations of citizenship. Mm -hmm. In other words, right now, as an American citizen, as a Canadian citizen, I can show up at a port of entry and say, hi, I'm an American, Um, and we don't have a law to enforce to really verify that. So it takes a little bit longer, um, and we feel that you know in line with the nine eleven recommendation that suggested we put a, a requirement in place. This will help make our borders both more secure and more efficient as well.
1: Great
4: traveling on radio show on six thirty M A L. You can give us a call right now if you have questions. Uh, very interesting topics today. It's good stuff. 202-432-WMAL, 202-432-9625. Toll-free numbers triple eight six three zero wmal and pound 630. Free call on your AT&T cell phone. And, of course, that call is free. And if you hear some of the vacation opportunities we're talking about or, or some of this conversation sort of uh, triggers the idea, gee, I'd like to get away, <laughs> uh, you can always reach uh, Ian and Tanya, the travel experts, at TravelinOn.com. That's travel n-on.com on on the website and their phone number during the week is 202-552-7370 202-552-7370 more discussion about the travel situation coming up also more great deals on the way from Ian so stick with us traveling on radio show on 630 WMAL
5: traveling on radio sponsored by bronze world travel continues now on 630 WMAL Ah!
4: 135 Traveling on Radio Show 630 WMAL I'm Rick Fowler, Ian and Connor Fitzpatrick are the pros, the experts at travel And we are taking your calls at 202-432-WMAL 202-432-9625 Special guests in today from the Department of State As well as Border Protection Protection, did yes. you
1: pick that song?
4: No, I didn't pick Louie <laughs> Louis. I picked that when I was about 16, actually, but uh, not today.
1: That sounded like a Rick Fowler special.
4: I beg your pardon. <laughs> It's a little old school cheap shot. There uh, coming I bet no, no, no,
1: no, no no harm intended. I'll, You're only 25, I'll I know.
5: T- thank that's you so much. That's
4: a very contemporary guy. That's right. I mean, that's much better. <laughs> hey, I, I went out and got the Shins and the New Radical CDs this week. So. Oh, my. All good right. stuff. <laughs> yeah. Morris is on the line in Fairfax. Morris, good afternoon. What's your question on 630 WMAL?
2: Hello. Hi. I, I have a passport that expired in 1999. And I would like to get another one. I was wondering if uh, the fact that I've already had one passport, if it would speed up the process uh, for getting a new one.
0: Well, that's a very good question. The The old expired passport is still proof of citizenship yes. and it's proof of identity, so it's mm-hmm. a, it's a good document. It means you don't mm-hmm. have to send us your birth certificate. But because it expired in 1999, you're going to have to go to a post office or a county clerk and apply in person uh-huh. for the passport. And they, they'll, if you go to our website, travel.state.gov, uh-huh. you can fill out your application online and download it. And that way, you, you know, you have everything accurately and very legibly printed. Okay. Uh, you take it to the, to well, our website will also tell you where the closest place is to go to turn it in. Um, and they will make sure that you have got everything uh, squared away, and they'll take your oath, and they'll mail it into us. And yes, it it does it helps to it helps to speed processing of your case because we just have to look at that old passport, and uh, and especially if you've typed your application, that helps to avoid errors and makes everything go more quickly.
2: Uh, and. <coughs> Uh, do I, do I need a new passport picture?
0: Oh, absolutely. The passport picture has to be no more than six months
2: old. Oh, six months old. Okay. Right.
0: So if if your passport expired in '99, then that picture was taken in '89. Yes. We definitely want a more current picture, please. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that answers my question. Good. Well, thank, thank you, you for calling. Thank you so much. Thank you.
5: All right, Michelle. Now, one of the one of the things that we had talked about in our earlier segment is the lead time. For submitting the passport application now I understand that uh, there are probably a a few issues there that you might want to just help clarify for our audience uh, with respect to that
0: yeah well I think uh, I think the best advice to give is if you're if you're planning a trip get your application in 10 to 12 weeks before you plan to travel that way you can be absolutely confident that the that the passport is going to be in your hands uh, well before your departure date and there won't be any stress there.
4: Just a quick question, you could get a passport even if you don't have travel planned, right? You don't oh, have absolutely. to have a trip coming up.
0: Absolutely. Most of the people who apply for passports don't indicate any travel plans. Uh, they they just start Getting themselves a passport—it's
4: a good thing to have because you never know if you're working somewhere and there might be an international trip come up, and if you know if it's a short notice thing, you, you don't want to miss that flight because right. you don't have a passport.
0: That's right. No, it's a it's a smart thing to to just go ahead and, and have a passport.
1: Hey, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'd like to get back to Kelly for a second. Kelly, we were just talking about some of the public comments that the, that you're inviting. You are really you really want to encourage people to to comment on, on the proposed changes.
3: Absolutely. We recognize that this is a, a very big change. Um, I'm from a border state, so, you know, when we're um, moving forward with implementing this, we're, we're very cognizant that it does affect the border communities. And as part of the formal comment period, you can go on our website to follow instructions on how to submit your comments. And your website
1: is C- www.cbpcharlie.com. BillPaul.gov.
3: That's exactly it. Okay, um, and we'll walk you through the steps. Uh, there's a link right to the Federal Register link where you can submit comments. The comment period is open until August. 27th, I believe, so it's really important that people realize they they can be part of the process, and we do encourage that.
1: Good deal. Now, what should people know before, after they get their passport and and, uh, they're ready to go, what should they know before they actually travel abroad?
3: Um, Excellent question. We actually do a biannual campaign called Know Before You Go. Fairly intuitive, um, but we want travelers uh, first and foremost to be aware that there are travel document and entry requirements for their destination country that may be different from the entry requirements to come back into the U.S. So I'm so glad Michelle is on today because the State Department uh, website that she referenced does have those sorts of resources so you can find out do you need a passport, do you need a passport and visa what different islands or countries have what requirements. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then when you're coming back into the country, we also have a Know Before You Go brochure.
1: And where can people pick that up?
3: Sure, we do have hard copies available. You can order on our website. We also have them at the various airports in international arrivals. And there's an electronic copy on the travel section of CBP.gov we also have top 10 tips to try and keep it simple. Um, things like be aware of general duty rates, pack separately the items that you'll need to declare, Keep in mind there are restricted and prohibited goods. You can't bring in Cuban cigars, that sort of thing. <laughs>
1: that's going to disappoint hey, a lot.
4: Schwarzenegger of people. did it. Come on. Come on.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and general tips, um, for instance, alcohol. If you're going to France and you want to bring back a case of wine, you know, in general, that's that's permissible. But every state does have different requirements for bringing in, you know, larger amounts of alcohol. So mm-hmm. different things like that that can help. Better inform travelers on what they should be aware of before they travel.
4: 630 WMAL traveling on radio show. Ted is calling from the car in Maryland. You're on 630 WMAL, Ted. Hello. Hi there.
2: Hi, Ted. Okay. Listen, we signed up for a cruise and it's uh, sailing at the end of August, paid for. And uh, as we started filling out information for the boarding passes, passports, and so on, all of a sudden they look at uh, my wife's passport and it's going to expire December 1. They. The cruise line says it has to be valid for six months from a time we return. Is that correct?
0: Well, there are a number of uh, foreign countries which uh, require the passport to be valid for at least six months from uh, at the time that you I see. okay. Come so it's some
2: foreign countries,
0: right? It's it's their requirement, not ours.
2: Okay. Now we went to the post office and submitted our passport application to renew. My wife's passport, uh-huh. and uh, we applied. We paid the extra fee for expedited. All how right. long do you think it takes to get the passport, having applied for the expedited?
0: Well, the the expedited uh, application should be back to you uh, within the month.
2: Within one month.
0: That's right. Uh, well,
2: that's encouraging. Yeah. Is there uh, towards the end of? Is there some number that we can call to find out how the? how it stands
0: Well there is absolutely if you go uh, if first of all take a look on our website travel.state.gov and you'll yeah. see you'll see where it says that you can uh, track the status of your passport yeah give about a week uh, of okay. from the time that she applies before it starts showing up on the, but you'll be able to monitor it you'll see when we've issued it and it's on its way to you If you get to the point where you're, say, two weeks from departure, and I think that's unlikely since you're going the end of August, but if you get to within two weeks of departure and you don't have that passport yet, then you can call. It's all right there on the website. You can call our public number to say, hey, our departure date is August 30. We need that passport now. And uh, you can also, through our website, send us an email uh, alerting us to the departure date. But there are hundreds of people working to uh, get these passports out now. So I, I think that you're in very good shape now in good. terms of making your
2: plans. Well, it's encouraging to hear that. Thank you so very much. Thank, thank you, Ted.
4: That's a good call and good information. Yeah. I would have never guessed that if I had a valid passport, I'd have had to have six months on the back end if I was taking a trip. Yeah, you know? yeah that's really in true.
1: Some countries actually require you have two empty pages as yes. well.
0: Yeah, if you're going to South Africa, you have to have blank visa pages. They will not let you in, and we've we've had travelers who were uh, hit by that. Uh, Let me just mention that at at that travel.state.gov website, we have uh, information sheets on every single country in the world, and it's a very smart thing to take a look at those sheets. They are full of uh, good information for people who are planning to travel. They're written by our officers serving at embassies overseas. So when they see a pattern of uh, American citizens who are having a particular problem, maybe they're getting their pockets picked in the train station or, or uh, whatever, they make sure they include it in that information on our website.
1: And, 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 again, we actually have a direct link to those pages from our website at traveln-on.com.
4: This is the Traveling On radio show on 630 WMAL and I believe we have Christine on the line. Is this Christine? Christine, are you with us? Hello Christine. Nope. All right. I imagine she may we call us back.
0: Uh, can I I, I have a couple more tips that I can uh, offer your travelers if you like. Yeah, cool. and
1: actually, Michelle, I was going to ask you about uh, Kelly had had indicated mm-hmm. um, uh, or inferred to some resources available uh, to people on your website, and so I just wanted to mm-hmm. also ask you to elaborate a little bit more on on that. What resources are available to to people? Well, the uh, the
0: information sheets that I mentioned provide uh, uh, a terrific resource for people. It gives you tips, for example, if you uh, take a prescription medicine, and, of course, you'll be traveling with that. Uh, what do you need to know if you're traveling to Mexico or to uh, any particular individual country? What are uh, safety tips that you should know? How about uh, health care that's available in the country you're going to? What if you're bringing a pet along? What sorts of things might you need to know? Or if you're traveling with a minor... Do you need paperwork to show that you have legal custody of that child? Mm -hmm. Different countries have a, a wide range of different requirements. And it's smart to be aware of those before you go. I'd like to add one, too, and that is uh, when you travel, bring along a couple of extra passport photos. Yes. Because if you lose your passport when you're traveling, it's nice to have that, the right size of photo with you. They can be hard to find in a foreign country.
1: And we actually, when we travel, Ian copies um, the, the front page of our passport and puts it in a different location just so we have the, the passport number and our identification, et cetera. That's very smart. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> in
5: addition to carrying uh, the passport cards as well. With
1: Absolutely.
5: that are provided when you get your passport.
4: If all of your identification disappears, if you're robbed, let's say, uh-huh. in a foreign country and you have no identification and you walk into the consulate, uh, what kind of a process is it and how long does it take?
0: Well, I tell you, you're, you're not in such a terrible spot as you probably think because uh, the, the information that, that we, we got when you applied for your passport is all available to us online. We can pull up the passport picture. Uh, we can pull up uh-huh. your application so that's we good. can see what your signature looks like. We can see the information you are given about your your, uh, your address at home and so forth. It's very easy for us to verify the identity of someone who's been the unfortunate victim of a crime or has lost his ident- his passport. I
5: wanted to go back to Kelly. Uh, Kelly, when people are coming back to the United States, that's really when they have the opportunity to... to Work with customs. What are some of the things that a returning traveler should should keep in mind when they are entering U.S. Customs?
3: Sure. Well, one thing in general is uh, make sure that you fill out that customs declaration form um, completely, front side and back side. Uh, that will help speed your processing. Um, and just to be aware that when we're asking questions, you know, where were you? How long were you there? Um, Be honest, we're only trying to protect um, our country, our economy, and our communities um, with the questions we're asking. Um, And I think one general resource uh, that would be very helpful for your listeners are the wait times that we have listed also on our website. We have historical data that shows all of the major airports as well as land border crossings. So you can actually look back and see what the peak seasons are as well as drill down into the peak weeks of the month and even the peak time of day. So in other words you can you can look and do some research. Uh, you know, I don't know if anybody's like me, but when I book international tickets, I'm looking at price and the amenities, you know, at the resort I'm going to. But if you think about it when you're coming home, If you're going to be, say, one of four or five big flights coming back in the same time frame, that might help you plan your trip from the beginning, too, so that you can have a smoother arrival.
4: Traveling on Radio Show on 630 WMAL, your calls at 202-432-9625. Christine is on the line. What's your question?
1: Yes, uh, hello. I have a Jamaican passport.
2: I'm a Jamaican citizen. I also have a green uh, permanent um, visa for the United States, a permanent um, green card, permanent residence. The card is not the new issue. I've applied for American citizenship, and I'm waiting for a response. Now, I'm planning on traveling to St. Lucia um, shortly. What do I need to have to come back into the United States without a problem? You
0: have everything that you need. You can come into the United States with your green card.
2: Oh, no, but it's an old issue, though. It's an old issue of the green card.
4: Has yeah. it expired?
2: Kelly? I wouldn't say it expired. It's just the very first one. I got that in '63.
3: And what I wouldn't have
2: issued a new type of green card. I haven't got that card. What I would
3: recommend is that you call our customer service number. That's a pretty specific question yeah. um that, that I don't feel comfortable answering right here. But let me give you a number. Um, our customer service team is, is very helpful. Okay. They're at eight seven seven. Eight seven seven. and they're available from 8.30 a.m. to 5 o'clock, Monday through Friday, and they should be able to answer that question. Okay. Thank you very, very much. You're so welcome.
4: Traveling on Radio Show, 630 WMAL. More of your calls are coming up. Deals of the week, great vacations can still be yours, and you won't believe the prices, and you can take them this summer. All coming up on the Traveling on Radio Show on 630 WMAL.
2: 630, 630 WMAL. WMAL.
4: Traveling on Radio Show 630 WMAL. They are from the government, and they are here to help you. We have hotline numbers for your help, right?
1: <laughs> yes, we and they, do. They've been very, very helpful. Thank you so much for the customer service you've provided today. Well, that's what we're here for. Now, Kelly, I wanted to um, ask you to repeat that customer service number again for our listening audience.
3: Absolutely. It's one 227 5511. They're a small team, but they're a great team and they're very helpful.
1: Yeah, as you have been today. Thank you so much. Now, Michelle, I talked a little bit on um, what people need to do when they're applying for their children's passport. Well, that's something that's important to be
0: to pay attention to. Uh, our website, travel.state.gov, spells it out for you. If you're getting a passport for a child younger than 14, both parents have to uh, sign their agreement to issuance of the passport, and you have to bring in the child's birth certificate so we can see who the parents are. The uh, birth certificate, and not the the hospital cards with the little well, footprints and exactly, handprints. it has to be the the uh, government issued birth certificate. So read the website and follow those instructions. Uh, that Uh, That way you won't make a a mistake that that, uh, delays issuance of the passport. Okay, great.
4: Ian, you've got great deals of the week before
5: we cut out. That's right. Uh, Spend six romantic nights in Aruba at the Marriott Resort and Stellaris Casino. It's a great resort for couples and families, and as Tanya told you, we were there last September. This package includes a six-night free daily breakfast for two, champagne and chocolate-covered strawberries upon arrival, and one dinner at Simply Fish, which... You can have right on the beach there. This is at a discounted price of $1,009 per person, land only, based on double occupancy. And don't forget about the opportunity to visit St. Andrews, Scotland, $1,999 per person, land only, package, double occupancy. And you can call us at 202-552-7370 or go to TravelingOn.com for more information on these packages.
1: Well, I just want to take a chance and thank our guest again, Michelle Bond from the State Department and Kelly Clint from CBP for for coming in and providing great information to our That's listening amazing. audience. Thanks it's for been having a pleasure. Us. Thanks for inviting us.
4: We have a couple of people on the line. Stay with us, and we'll tackle the calls off the air, help you out with your passport problems. Thanks for joining us on the Traveling On radio show. And as you can see, you can join us every week from 1 until 2 o'clock on Saturday, and we are on top of the travel business.
1: Absolutely. The
4: news and deals of the week and great guests every week. And you can reach Ian and Tanya Fitzpatrick during the week. If you decided you want to go on a trip, call them, 202-552-7370, 202-552-7370. Happy travel.